3: Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How are you doing? I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the uh, Metal Sucks Podcast. Uh, We have an action-packed show for you today. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to put some energy into this because I can hear you. You're like, just like chill.
3: What are you talking about, bro? You're
0: so chill. We need to... Pump us up! It's
3: because I'm on drugs right now. Do you realize
0: now. this is going to be the, like the best episode we've ever done?
3: You know I have, you know what's going on. I have an ear infection right now. Oh. Like I have uh, my my entire left side or right side of my face is like oh, yeah. burning. It oh. sucks. Yeah, ah. it's a lot of fun. Ah. Uh, throw on some headphones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> sounds great in my head right now. Everything sounds like the Charlie Brown's parents. It's a lot of fun. Ah, but but Um, We shall not uh, I shall overcome And uh, make this one Hell of a good episode We've got uh, Don Jameson From That Metal Show Season fourteen is in full swing right now. Fourteen years, really? Well, it's like seven years, fourteen seasons. I think is how how it rolls with those guys. So huh. something like that. I
0: mean, they look old, but geez, <laughs> 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 uh,
3: yeah. So the, they've been on the air for quite some time. So we're going to talk to Don Jameson and uh, he's going to give us a, a good radio interview. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be good times. We're also going to talk to, of course, uh, senior. Uh, well, what is it? I guess the, our boss. Yeah, we're going to talk to Vince Neil about one of the posts he made this week about Century Media and what's going to be happening uh, possibly with them mm, being ripe for the takeover.
0: Yeah, and Metal Sox has got a very interesting history with Century Media, so mm. it'll be interesting to talk to him about Yes,
3: that. indeed. I believe so. That'll be good. So make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, you can search us. You can find us. Uh, let's see. It would be Metal Sox Podcast. Search that. You'll find it. Leave us a couple of stars and you know, tell us that we suck. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher. You can find us on uh, the Twitter box. I'm at Beard today. I'm at GodLogsPodcast speak so you can communicate with us that way also we got a speak pipe at the bottom of every post that we do on mondays at metalsex.net you can leave a message uh if you have a comment about something that we uh talk about or if you have a suggestion for something you want us to talk about leave it there for us uh might be a topic starter so
0: Ty left us a great one but oh dude this, this week is like stupid uh, i mean it's dumb he hit it he hit it uh yeah but by like three o'clock friday that was it. Was done it
3: was, it was, it was good to go i know i would have but but i don't know just like last week i don't know if I want to spend that much time uh, on Black Bell <laughs> Brides either? Can I just you say know? that
0: like our episode last week? I think it's the first episode like since we went on to Metal Sucks where I've listened to it twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? I, I enjoyed the hell okay. out of it. You were so good last week. Oh, well, thank you. I, I laughed my ass off three times. I told When you we did it, and then two times after. I told you that's started.
3: what happens when we record at night yeah. instead of during the day. <laughs> during the day, I suck. I'm terrible. I'm like, I don't know. On. You give me a one in the morning, I am solid. And we're playing songs... Oh, we're going to play something new for Melacash. Oh my God. You got to hear this new Melacash. It's oh, so good. Okay. Uh, I'm writing a review for a uh, metal injection on that one. Oh, I think that I post this week and it'll, you know, it's, uh, it, it's from a, from, from a music non player perspective about how atmospheric and awesome it is so yes now i'm totally great.
0: i i mean i was they were like the one band that i missed on Seventy Thousand that i really wanted to i see. saw like one song and I, pff, uh, now i'm really kind of bummed yeah was, i know i, I know. tried i tried i tried there was so much awesome stuff there.
3: i got a feeling they're going to be touring this record for a couple of years it was what five years between the last this one and epigenesis or something like that so yeah i think it's uh they're going to be on this one for a while huh so, yeah, it's a, it's it's good stuff. Kick it ass. really is. Kick ass. So, yeah, we got that going up in the show. So stay tuned for that. But big news of the weekend. Usually uh, stuff happens on Friday or something, something happens on Saturday or Sunday, and it's like, oh, well, by the time we get it, we're like, oh, it's sort of done. Well, this one is like <laughs> kind of big and been floating around the Internet all weekend long. Like, so big that, that Vince had to make his last post. Uh, on Saturday nights, at their Sunday morning at 3 a.m., yeah. uh, because he had a remark about uh, this whole nuclear hell frost desecrating the grave of none other than Dimebag Darrell. Uh, the whole controversy that's been happening this weekend, which I find kind of amusing because, um, man, being in Texas... Boy, howdy! I got so many. Friends. It was like posted and reposted and posted again, then one more time, then third again. And I mean, like this guy's got death threats against. Him. I mean, it's been uh, just unbelievable. What's happened just in a matter of hours?
0: And all he really did was—it's it, it, sort of a semi hoax. He, he was re- there.
3: He was there. He wrote "fag" on a piece of paper and put it on the grave, and that's really what, you know shaped like a razor blade or whatever, and that's really all he did. Yeah, you know. So he did. He didn't like mark up the grave. He didn't steal. A pair of cowboy boots like he said he did in the post or anything like that.
0: <laughs> Who the so, hell is leaving cowboy boots on time?
3: Oh, That's dude. Crazy. No, people leave. I mean, <laughs> if you've never been there, the people leave stuff there all the time. I no, mean, wait. You've been there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, but people people leave like full bottles of Jack Daniels and stuff. And people I get leave, that. You know, they'll leave all kinds of different stuff there. So, I mean, it's the whole Cowboys from Hell thing you know and i think he was trying to make a shit kicker thing about texas and all that you know with cowboy Mm -hmm. boots or whatever but did you did you leave
0: anything when you visited i did not i I know i didn't you know i should have but well something you know like i don't know a used couch (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, you know, that that old computer monitor that you can't figure out how to sell on my kiss figurines here. There you go. You don't have no kiss. No, I don't have no kiss figurines. (laughs) But but it was,
3: um, you know, it's one of those places where it's it's a fucking cemetery, man. I mean, it's a it's a gravesite. That's Hmm. That's kind of hollow ground. You don't want to mess with you don't mess with anybody's stuff. Yeah. And. I think it, that that's really where where he kind of came in and and screwed up, but really, we find out that he just did did the piece of paper thing, and that's all he did. The rest of it was just kind of a joke, and apparently people didn't like it that much
0: yeah, now, we still haven't been able to get clear whether he's an ex member or current member it's everybody's saying ex member but but the, the way i the, I was kind of reading into it is, well,
3: wait, if he's an ex member, why is he in Texas with the band? Oh, so well, I, how
0: long ago did it go down?
3: I don't know. Like it's the, been cold uh, in Dallas lately. Yeah, but they were playing in Dallas. I think like last night. Oh, so, okay. So I, it seemed like it was. Yeah, I guess you're right. It seemed like it was. He. It seemed like he was still with the band. And it was like, hey, no, he's not with us, man. No, we don't know what's going on. No, hell no. But no, he's an ex-member. I don't know. Man, now I feel like shit Columbo.
0: <laughs> I, I, know. I, I totally bought it. Yeah, Hell, yeah. like ex-member, you know.
3: Uh, see, I, I don't know. And I, either way, ex-member or not, dude, change the password to your Instagram, bro. Yeah, that's I mean, another thing. The, the down. Step, step one, when you fire
0: somebody from your band, is, <laughs> is to make sure you change the damn password words. <laughs> No, actually, it's a pre-step. You change a password, right. and then you kick him out. Why can't I get in the house? Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, see that envelope on the door? Yeah, read that real quick. Is, Su- it, is, is it a cool cemetery? Is there anybody else in that cemetery that's interesting? I don't know, or Is actually. that pretty
3: much it? I, I'm not really sure. That's huh. the only one that I know of uh, in that cemetery. I, that's don't, one of the things, I, I don't like cemeteries that It's,
0: much, it's one of the things that sucks about like living in Texas compared to living in New York. And New York was awesome because like everybody's buried in new york oh, yeah, you know so, like, but, yeah if it's a beautiful weekend in new york i would get on the train head out to a a cemetery and go see like you know joe dimaggio and ayn rand and you know all these great graves in all these great stories about them. and all yeah. around here there's like the only person here at like in austin that we've got is uh the dude lone ranger is based on that's like it <laughs> boring.
3: Well, and in in New Orleans, like New Orleans is another place where I like to go. It's because it's not really a lot of famous people. Yeah. But it's also like the the cemeteries are beautiful. Like they're yeah. like the, you know, it's all the mausoleum above ground stuff and I mean, they've been destroyed by weather and and hurricanes and everything else and I mean, it's they're just beautiful. Yeah, but this is I don't know, it's it's very strange to think that somebody would think that that joke was going to fly. Uh and I mean, I, can, I, I'm all for bad taste, you know, <laughs> g- g- bad taste. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, draw, uh, saying the F word, you know, whatever it's like it, I, I'm all for bad taste, you know, but, but you
0: think there's a line
3: when it, okay. So there was an accidental posting of a picture of a band from San Antonio, uh, called Hod that was pissing on a mural or looked like they were p- pretending to piss on a mural of Dimebag and I don't know where it was whether it's San Antonio or somewhere else you know flipping it off and doing this and, and and all that stuff and it got mixed up as a possible as a picture of this whatever this band Nuclear Health alvrost in in one of the posts on metal sucks and it, it was just a mistake like so i don't you know if somebody sent it in is that that's who it was or they they because everybody in texas decided that they were going to find this fucking band, yeah and figure out where they were at this moment <laughs> and go find them and
0: like t- take them out so it, it but, uh, but what to you is the difference between peeing on a mural and 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 because it's know. not where the dude is buried you, and and you
3: can you can you can hate on Pantera. You can hate Dimebag Daryl. You can hate you can hate on all that stuff that you want, because I know a lot of people do, especially here in Texas. A lot of people do because, you know, he does have such a rep in Texas and people think, you know, the purists, the, the, the elitists that we've talked about before can't stand somebody that was a populist to like, you know, like Dimebag was so. They can't stand him. So that's what you sort of get. You get this backlash. But it's one thing to just, you know, mess with a mural. It's another thing to mess with a person's gravesite. You just don't, I just don't feel like you do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't get what the big deal is. That's the hollow ground thing. But you don't believe in God. So it doesn't matter. So I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, but I, I have respect for, somebody is where somebody is buried
0: you know i i'll have respect for it because that's where the family's going to go to and for whatever reason they think that it means something well and that's what i'm a saying a rock with their name on it
3: but that and that's what i'm saying is that it's all it's not even about you know what they it's should, not even about that person as much as it is about a, respect for the people that they come after
0: it's 21st century i've got friends who died i'd rather go to their facebook page
3: you know it's that's the way it is. I want to be buried in one of those pods that turns into a tree. Well that's that's, cool. that's what I want. What's
0: cool about the Facebook page is it's like everybody who's a friend or was a friend can still post on the wall oh, dude, and stuff and that's so cool. Dude, it's
3: so creepy though when you get one where where, where it's like uh, the wife wants to keep them alive kind of thing. And they keep posting for them. Oh my no, God.
0: That's not cool. Dude.
3: I had somebody, a friend of mine, who's uh whose spouse basically posted for two years after he had died. And it was all, they pop up in his name and it's all historical, like yeah. pictures of him, you know, long ago. And, you know some cool stuff but at the same time it was under his name yeah so it was really creepy when it would come up and it was like hey it's his birthday it's like hey he's fucking dead yeah and it's like that's really kind of creep dude I, yeah
0: i imagine like at a certain point it starts to turn too, where it's like all of a sudden he starts to be kind of a dick and that's <laughs> that's her way to get excuse to move on to another relationship you right. know that sort of thing
3: or it just sort <laughs> of fades away you know? <laughs> But I don't know, man. I think this band has got a – they've got a mark on them now.
0: Well, what's funny is that like, – all right, so I used to do option trading, right? So option trading, like you would you buy with predicting that the price is going to go high and or you would buy low predicting that the price would go low. And I would do this style where you you buy the high and you buy the low and you wait for the price to head in one direction and you sell off the other side, right? Yeah, okay, I'm but, confused. Or, but the problem was is that I would I, – the, the price would start to go up so I'd sell – the, the 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 put the the price is gonna go low uh-huh. and then two days later the price would go down and then i'd sell the high and i lost money on both sides and i think that's what this guy did like okay you shouldn't have done this to the grave yeah all right we're, we're all pretty much pretty, in agreement, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what are you gonna do okay yeah. i mean it's not that big a deal it was a bad idea it doesn't deserve death threats and blah 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 but you know okay so you shouldn't have done that but then once you do do that you don't do what he did next in which is come out with like the most thorough apology I've ever seen. He probably took that from some politician who like, you know and inserted like dimes name. Yeah, into, or yeah. something because it's it's a really I mean there's no spelling errors. Yeah, if you go back it looks like Bill Clinton's apology <laughs> for the blue dress or something. <laughs> yeah. Some totally. shit, you know? yeah. But, and so but, but that's the mis- that's the second mistake. You don't do that. This is heavy metal. You double down on your mistakes uh, and you ride yeah. that into fame and Anthony. You want all those people who want to do death threats against you to pay the seven bucks at the door the next time you come to town.
3: Or it's the it's the we can never play in Texas again. You even, know,
0: even Boom. better. Yeah.
4: You
3: know, right. It's a right, make a T-shirt out of it or something. Totally. And just completely buy into it. That,
0: all right. You know what I I'm saying? What you're saying?
3: I actually I, I, see what you're going for And there. we
0: listen to some of the music. It's not like they're trying to attract any Pantera fans. It's not like they're
3: trying to attract any fans. What I mean, are you yeah, talking totally. about? i listen music to the
0: music. It's. So. It's total. Uh, what were we, it was like? Old Repulsion, yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. Recorded
3: through a potato. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. yeah it's a, It's a. It's wow. <laughs> but I mean, oh, but no, my, no, I get that. Actually, that's not a terrible. No, I I get where you're
0: coming from. I, I think he freaked. He shouldn't have freaked, man.
5: Well, Go off
3: some balls,
5: dude. But
3: you know that, that that their servers that that had to be the the influx had to be amazing. Because I mean, I know that I know that I'm in Texas, but. I just uh, the amount of posts that I saw come up on that and how it took. I mean, the blue dress didn't get that much traffic on my Facebook page. I dude. totally
0: think that, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, I mean, it's, no, it's white and gold. But, it, it, the, dude, the, the, it's like the, the. I don't think this is a Texas thing. I think that everybody in Texas thinks that Dimebag Special at Texas. Pantera's huge. Oh, no, no. I know. No, Pantera's no huge. I get
3: that. I, I totally get that. But what I'm talking about is Texas owns him. You know what I'm saying, like Texas when it when it comes down to nah, it.
0: Texas thinks they do.
3: No, what I'm saying though is that is that Texas is one of those places, and and he, I think y'all actually said it best on his on his Facebook post. Like P, he he basically said that you know people forget how dangerous metal used to be. Yeah, how it used to basically be you know if you go to a go to a show and get into a pit. It, you could get stabbed. You could get shot. You could. And it will. turn well, into, it'll no, no, you no, just no, get no. A black it, It'll turn into a fight. It can turn into a fight yes. afterwards. It can turn into something a, a lot bigger and more dangerous than it than it has been in the last 20 years. Yeah. You know, and and people in Texas and Pantera, you don't fuck with either one of them, you know, and and you, and you just it's just something you don't do. Yeah. And and it just sort of and that's what I'm saying. Like, I have a it's tough for me being here. What, what that perspective looks like because my, my Facebook feed was just exploded yeah
0: yeah well you you're, you're, you're you know you're the king of metal this but that's town. what i'm saying it's like yeah. i know
3: a lot of people that are in metal totally. my, so my perspective seems to be a little bit skewed yeah you know but i've always it's like hey the toadies are
0: huge uh-huh. yeah but no. they're, they're not huge yeah. they're huge in texas everybody you know? in our audience just went who no, well th- oh yeah that one song i <laughs> yeah, think exactly sure. that's what i'm talking about
3: totally but in texas it's a different animal
0: yeah and but then pantera is what it is everywhere well and Dimebag yeah. is who he is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't think it's special to Texas. I just think that, that uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to do something stupid, just ride it, man. You know? Own it.
3: Own you it. Completely own, own it.
0: Own it. Own it. You know, let the apologies go to the politicians. Let the apologies go to the wuss ass, you know? And actually, what's funny is, is I think that
3: was what the other side, like, because because you see the other side of the, of the elite metal people, and that's what they were bitching about was the apology. It's like, man, yeah. you shouldn't apologize for that bullshit. Yeah. Dimebag sucks. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like that was the other side of it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. And, wow. And
0: see, wow. I'm, I'm on. Yeah. So he lost them. He, he lost, lost on both sides. Yeah. He,
3: he's totally. He's he totally lost, lost the lost. call
0: yeah. and the put. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, you know, for me, I'm a little different. Like, like, I think Pantera is awesome. I think Dimebag did great stuff. I could care less about the grave, but I get that other people care about the grave, and that's why I wouldn't mess with the grave. But. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah you don't you, 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 you screwed up on both sides yeah you know I don't agree with either audience you know what I mean so because yeah once again oh but dude what's the worst thing you've ever done on a grave I've never done anything bad on a grave ever What what's the most awesome thing you've done on a grave <laughs> I've never done anything awesome on a grave ever
3: <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you my Don Jameson answer yeah <laughs> you'll find out exactly what I'm talking about in this interview with uh, Don Jameson from That Metal Show on the Metal Sucks Podcast <laughs> Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? It's uh, Chuck from the Metal Sucks Podcast, brother. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you, What's happening?
5: Uh, you know, living the dream, man. Living <laughs> the metal dream. <laughs> like we all are.
3: Thanks for being a guest today, man.
5: No problem, man. I guess um, ca- um, Eddie and Jim must have canceled, so I'm glad to do it.
3: Must have canceled? What are you talking <laughs> about? We want to,
5: uh, to talk to you, dude. <laughs> uh no it's great man everything's cool man
3: is it a celebration now season 14 of that metal show kicked off this or last week and uh you guys got a good run going on and
5: it's more of a celebration that i'll be still be able to pay my mortgage this year
3: yes and that's really what makes a difference right
5: yeah that's <laughs> the only reason i got in the metal come on I, I knew it would be a big paying gig so uh i uh jumped right in but uh yeah man of course it's great to be back you know 14 seasons are still doing this crazy thing and uh you know it's uh, just as you know silly and fun as ever.
3: It is hard to believe that it, it, there is some way to actually make a living in metal, right?
5: <laughs> it's yeah, I mean that that would be the last thing you'd really you know think of when you're sitting down, you know, co- you know, comedian and heavy metal talk show host would probably be the last on any kind of list of guidance counselors suggestions <laughs> for their students.
1: Yeah, and no those, The
5: two things I d- decided were perfect for me.
3: Yeah, what does that personality archetype look like? You know.
5: Yeah, I guess it's me because <laughs> I was the only one crazy enough to do both. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, look, like Lemmy said, you know, when they asked him uh, years ago, they said, "What do you attribute to the longevity of your band?" And he said, "Well, if you don't quit, they can't get rid of you." <laughs> so that's what I just figure. I'll just keep doing all this stuff, and if I don't quit, no one could get rid of me. So you know, I mean, my whole life's based on. The the wit and wisdom of Lemmy. So uh, so far so good.
3: Yeah yeah. You either have to quit or die. That's the only way they get rid of you.
5: Yeah. I mean you know. Look. I'm not saying I wouldn't do that country show if the money was right. But uh, thank God. I'm um, you know. I get to talk about this amazing music that we all love, and I get to do it with my two best buddies and be on tv so god bless america so
3: did you grow up as a metalhead i mean did you were you did you start off like as a kid like in that stuff or were you like me where you were uh, uh, subjected to the terrible yacht rock when you were growing up and and had to find <laughs> it your own yourself
5: yeah i mean yeah we listen. my parents listened to this you know all 70s stuff you know it was you know we went through saturday night fever and all that stuff you know and but you know but early on man it was I just knew when I saw Kiss in a magazine when I was nine, I said, you know, th- this is the coolest thing ever, man. This is like, they're rock stars, they're superheroes, they're comic books, they're like all the stuff you love when you're nine. And, and, they're you know, and they had the songs, you know, they were writing about, you know, getting laid and, you know, having chicks backstage and everything. And so I made my mom go out and buy me Destroyer for my birthday, and I uh, haven't turned back since. And she did? Yeah, yeah, much because by that time, I, you know, before I even had a Kiss album, my whole my walls in my room were covered with Kiss posters and stuff. You know, I heard a few songs on the radio or whatever, but yeah, I didn't really even own an album, but I was already like fully into them.
3: And your parents didn't give you shit about it; they just sort of let, rolled with it.
5: Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, look, they, my mom was my mom was they, scared to death of Iron Maiden, which there is no reason <laughs> to be, but you know.
5: Well, I was out of the house by then. You know, like I left you know home when I was eighteen, so. Um, I, you know, my taste as they got heavier and heavier, you know, my, my parents, it didn't really affect them, but they, they've had to bite their tongue a lot of times uh, throughout my life. So I, I think they picked their battles, you know, you have to put me through college for four years and tell them I want to become a stand-up comedian now. That, that didn't go over <laughs> too good either.
3: <laughs> what, what did you go to college for? It wasn't like uh, molecular biology or anything like that, was it?
5: Uh, Meisterbrow consumption.
3: <laughs> well, that's much. that's what we all majored in in college. But <laughs> late wh-
5: night White Castle runs.
3: <laughs> oh, damn! I'm in the south. I miss White
5: Castle. I know, I know. Uh, they're um, we yeah. They're not not as many as there they used to be. Or maybe just my world is a lot bigger than you know the college campus in Jersey where I went. And there was you know there was a White Castle on either side of the of uh, the campus and so we used to go back and forth and that was kind of our whole world in the liquor store but um now I went to school for communication just a real broad general major and just said oh, let me you know I got 4 years to f- figure out something to do for a living that's what i did so when you jumped
3: out what did you get into were you were you looking like for the radio thing or were you one of those tv nerds that uh, that i hated in communications classes
5: well we didn't even have like you know I mean, i'm mean i 48 so back then you you didn't have like specialized classes like where you know colleges now they have tv studios in there they have yeah. a channel yeah they yeah, you can really train hands-on I now i just took real you know theory classes and stuff like that i was a dj at the college radio station but everybody hated me because you know nobody was into metal then they were into indie rock and alternative and stuff so
4: you know um
5: i knew entertainment somehow you know i just wasn't sure you know but uh that's that's where i was leaning and so and that's that's the way i've gone
3: so where'd you get your start as far as what as far as all of it like what was a like out of college or in college were you is it one of those like were you an intern at in some place and you started going was it you know yeah because i know that you've yeah, got I, a long history like with mtv and uh, you know a lot of other things and you know hanging with some funny ass people over the years so where did yeah, you kind of yeah
5: exactly feel well, it out know, the two passions of my life were comedy and music you know and So, um, yeah, I had gone and worked uh, at MTV for a bunch of years, and I worked on their comedy stand-up shows, and obviously, you know, I worked on a lot of music specials as well. So, you know, it was a killer job. But in the meantime, I wanted to start doing stand-up, which I did, like, in the late 90s. And, um, you know, I just finally had to say goodbye and let me go and see if I can do this stupid thing. And, uh, you know, I did, and then when I actually started to gain a little traction with it, I said, all right, now how do we mix in the metal? You know, and that was, you know, that was always, I always wanted to do that. Like, let's mix the comedy in the metal. And, you know, Jim and I were, you know, would go to gigs together, you know, which we still do, but, you know, we would go and we listen to metal and we put on Eddie Trunk's radio show on the way home on a Friday or Saturday night. And, um, I'd be like, God, we got to meet this dude, man. He's like us. You know, he could talk about Saxon for 20 minutes. It's <laughs> cool, you know. <laughs> and, then that, and then that was it. We started guesting on his radio show because we had nothing else to do. And um, we would just sit up there. And basically that was the beginnings of, like, just sitting, the three of us sitting, talking about music and breaking balls.
3: So were those doors that you opened with MTV early on, what helped you get in with VH1 to, to kick this thing off?
5: No, it had nothing to do with it. Yeah. I had left uh, MTV you know, at the at the end of the '90s,
3: because it was what it was all Viacom at that point, right?
5: Yeah, and I still worked for Viacom, but yeah. I was I was working behind the scenes, yeah. You know, and I wanted to be I wanted to be in front of the camera. You know, I wanted to be the guy on the stage, so I had to make a complete split. But I, yeah, I have I still have friends. I mean, there's some people that you know up until recently um, worked on that metal show who I knew you back in you know the day again when I was. But working behind the scenes as a writer and a producer,
3: it seems weird that that would be the same company, but they wouldn't have anything related to each other as far as like. So how did how did that metal show come about? Was it was it your pitch? Was it Eddie's pitch? Was it?
5: Yeah, the three of us went in, and basically that's what we did was just go in into the meeting and break balls. I mean, I, I, we hardly talked about music at all because. I mean, the people of each one, you know, they know how to make TV, but they don't really know metal like we do, you know? So yeah. I don't even think they were worried about. I think they figured, like, I do, we just want to see the chemistry between these guys. You know, the, we trust that they know their, their music, man. That, you know, they're lifelong metalheads. So, um, you know, and Jim and I at that point, man, you know, we were like, we, we, had done, we had been in a million pitch meetings. We'd done 15 failed pilots that never went anywhere. So. You know, when we go in the meetings. We're just like, you know, you know, we'll fart. We'll, you know, burp. <laughs> you know, just act stupid because we're like, you know, ah, this isn't going to go anywhere. So, we like I said, we just ended up breaking Eddie's balls the whole meeting, and they were laughing and cracking up. So we kept doing it, and you know, they said, yeah, we, we like what's going on here. Let's. Let's give it a try.
3: That's pretty stellar. I mean, I mean, just to think that you know the Storytellers Channel decided to put on a metal show is like what? When I I remember when I when you guys first signed on, I was like, that's just that's crazy.
5: Yeah, I mean, and then when they said we're going to do a pilot, I was like, cool. You know. I'll make a thousand bucks, and I'll meet Lita Ford, and that'll be the end of my TV career. <laughs> you know? it, it,
3: it was that as good as you thought it was going to be? I mean, I don't know. It wasn't the video with her crawling on ice or anything like that
5: these days. You well, know? yeah. Look, I mean, uh, a lot of the artists that you know that we deal with, they're, they're not getting any younger, but uh, you know, they're just out there kicking ass, man. And uh, you know, as somebody who, uh, you know, I didn't have the Farrah poster on my wall, I had to lead a poster yeah. on my wall, okay, so uh, let's just, we'll leave it at that, but there was, you know, definitely some nocturnal emissions <laughs> going on during that phase. And, uh, uh, I, was,
3: I was a little uh, younger, I had Samantha Fox, but, you know.
5: Yeah, well, they, she would, you'd always try to find pictures of Samantha Fox, like, with a top-off, you know, like, in European magazines and stuff, like, now you could just do it on the internet, but back then you really had to, like, search it out, but, uh, so I always think a lead as like, as that, that chick, you know.
3: When did metal become acceptable, do you think? Because like remember how if you were into metal back in the day, everybody's afraid of you, or it meant that you were, you were you're bound for prison if you had tattoos or you wore a a battle jacket or something like that. It was like the kiss of death. And the last 15, 10, 15 years it seems like there's so many either closeted metal heads, or it's kind of turned the corner. I mean, you guys are on VH1, you know what I mean? So what happened? When did we, do we lose our
5: edge? No, no, we in fact, but I mean, we we haven't lost our edge at all. But you got to remember, it's still you know we're on VH1 Classic. We're not even on regular. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, we're yeah, on a yeah. you know a channel that plays deal videos in the middle of the day. So that's you know th- this is not a, a network that's you know looking to bank on huge ratings. But what what they do have and why they thought that metal show would be perfect for them is a loyal audience. Metalheads are loyal. They get into something and they they stay with it you know i mean you know during the 90s i didn't put on a flannel and get depressed you know i liked some of those bands from the 90s the the quote unquote grunge bands but i never changed i was still listening iron maiden and judas priest you know yeah. and you know all these years later it's still you know I, I, I wouldn't say it's an underground thing but it's still you know it's still a niche audience man the, but but it's a loyal audience so you know if you can if you can you know if you could tap into that audience you know you'll have fans for life um... and so luckily obviously especially with us not being able to do as many shows Every year, as we want, we're we're very lucky, man. People are are amazing, man. They watch the repeats and the repeats of the repeats until we get some n- new stuff on the air.
3: Yeah, but we used to. What I'm saying is, we used to be we used to be scary. I mean, people used to be afraid of us. I mean, people thought that, that <laughs> Judas Priest caused dudes to kill each other, and and Ozzy was telling people to commit suicide in his songs, and, and it was just what happened to all that.
5: Yeah, you're, you're right about that. I mean, even the black metal bands—they they don't burn churches down no! anymore. They—they they like light off like sparklers in the <laughs> church now. Yeah, you know, they put like gum in the collection box, That's right? Like a, you know, and then giggle with their uh, corpse paints on. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it's uh, we're look, we're we're entering another PC time in... In our society, so I mean, I I could see some more backlash coming at some point. You know, you you never know because back then we had the PMRC. It was all worried about you know these records, you know, you know spoiling our minds and turning us into evil beings, which you know wasn't the case. And um, but yeah, you know, I guess in that sense we we've we've gone a little mainstream. And you know, a lot of these bands, you know, have been around forever now, and they've been through that. I mean, you know, twist the Twisted Sisters and all these bands, and they're still out playing. So they just—it's just not as dangerous as it used to be.
3: I don't know. It's weird because it seems like it. Some of the stuff that's coming out, like some of the newer music that's coming out, is even more like on the edge of extreme and and way out there. But it just doesn't seem to affect, or you don't have somebody like the PMRCC that's 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 reacting to it the way that that they used to in the '80s. You know?
5: Yeah, I I think they just don't take that kind of music seriously at all. Anyway, so they just brush it aside. But you know, I don't know, man. Look. Like I said, God bless America, man, that in 2015, you know, we could still be having, you know, Anthrax on or Getty Lee or all these cats that are just still fucking going, man, and uh, it's, it's great, man, I'm just, you know, these are all the bands that I've grown up and loved, and, you know, we've been able to talk about some of the newer bands as well over the last few seasons, which, you know, I love. Particularly because uh, you know I dig a lot of new stuff, and um, we're definitely going to have some uh, some 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 of that represented this season. Well,
3: that's probably the biggest criticism that most people have for you guys with uh, that metal show is that there's not enough representation of what's happening nowadays in in the scene, quote unquote. Uh, and it's a lot. You got the the old guard,
5: right? Well, it's VH1 Classic. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you don't put on ESPN Classic to see a new game. That's you know, yeah. That's the best comparison I can make. But, you know, with any show, if you want it to grow and continue, yeah, you, you've got to expand, you know, you know what, you're, what you're talking about and what you're doing and creatively. And we've been able to do that. You know, something like the Metal Modem. You know, we've had Ben from Dillinger Escape Plan on the Metal Modem with us. You know, we've had uh, Johan from Amanda Marth. You know, we've had, um, you know, the, the singer from Volbeat, mm-hmm. you know, and that's been a great way to introduce, you know, some of these, you know, newer up-and-coming bands, uh, you know, into our world and introduce them, you know, to the classic, you know, crowd. I mean, you've got to understand, most of our audience are guys like me, they're you know, late 40s, you know, just regular dudes, jeans and t-shirt type of guys and they still like they that's all they still listen to is rush and iron maiden and stuff like that so you know to you know to be able to to sort of say hey you know these guys are new but you know they're going to remind you of you know sabbath or you know zeppelin or whatever's going on you know and let them know yeah this is cool too man you know the, you, it's okay to buy You know a cd after 1988 it really is you know there's there's some good stuff out there but uh yeah we do the best we can man
3: so it's more about like knowing who your audience is than anything else right
5: right and also you know i wouldn't like to to, for any of us to, to and i like some death metal and i even like some black metal but for any of us to to spend, you know, 6 or 8 minutes talking about it w- would be disingenuous. I mean, the people the thing that people like about us is that we're just we're we're just guys hanging out talking about what we know. We're not pretending to be anything. And to, and to, you know, to, to dedicate, uh, you know, a segment every week to a black metal band then everybody who likes black metal will go. Those guys don't know what they're talking about. Why are they talking about black metal? Stick to class. You know what I mean? So it's, totally. It's it's it goes the other way too. It's like I'm, we're none of us are an expert in that area. So. You know um you know for me to do it as a pick of the week that's one thing for me to, to talk about it for 20 minutes they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna see a lot of holes in my story
3: yeah yeah you start to get that well uh, uh, he's just a poser uh, they're just pandering trying to get whatever yeah yeah right I'm,
5: exactly so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't but like I said look we've gone the other way as well we've we've gone to the extreme of having you know sticks on in heart and you know Leslie West and Mick Jones but also we've had Johan from a have Mars yeah had Dylan Our escape plan so we've gone to the extreme both ways
3: so what would put a band over for you guys to have them on in that case like what made them different than other like somebody else i can't think of anybody off the top of my head but but like a suicide silence guy or somebody like that what would what's the difference between the that the two of those
5: i have i have no idea i mean i don't book the show so okay i mean (laughs) i i really don't know i mean we you know the three of us sort of submit, you know, our hit list, our wish list, yeah. or whatever, and uh, you, then I show up, and they go, all these people were booked, <laughs> that's it, I, you know, which is a curse and a blessing, I mean, it's a yeah. blessing, because, you know, then you have everybody breathing down your neck every two seconds, come on, you gotta get me on, you gotta get me on, I mean, you know, I mean, we we all get that as it is, but to actually be have any kind of say in it, uh, it it's it's kind of better to not have any say, because then people sort of realize, oh, okay, he just he's He's just a host.
3: You yeah, know. you just wash your hands of it. You're like, okay, no, no, I no, don't. Hey, I don't really have any pull.
5: <laughs> yeah, look, sometimes they book someone, and I kind of cringe, and I go, all right, well, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, you I'll know, put him in the seat. I'll talk to him.
3: I gotta ask, like, who's the worst guest? Because I mean, I do this all the time, like talking to people. Who, who is the worst <laughs> person?
5: name Yeah, the worst guest is the the guy that just gives you, uh, you know, the 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 PC, just you know, cliche answer. You know that that's. You know, because nobody's nobody comes on and is a dick. You know, I mean, you put, you know, because you got we're like the Tonight Show for you know hard rock and metal, so nobody's gonna come on and, and and be an ass. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be nice, but you know, look, the guys the guys that are great guests are the guys who will say anything that's on their minds. Ted Nugent, Dave Mustaine, Phil Anselmo, Marilyn Manson. I mean, these are these are people. Whether you like them or hate them you know you're gonna watch man because you know they're gonna say something outside the norm
3: all right so you give me the pc answer to that I question did, I,
5: exactly i just did what i said <laughs> i don't like people doing <laughs> uh,
3: it's like you know you're supposed to you're supposed to say that zach wild's a dickhead come on
5: no i mean we have so much fun with Zach. oh no, I mean, zach's awesome know, man so we had a uh we had a mariachi band come out and sing happy birthday to him last season on that metal show and this season he's gonna play so uh uh i'm distracting myself from giving you an answer <laughs> stick with that
3: all right do the easier way who's the best guest
5: uh, for me nugent yeah know, nugent was you know <laughs> you know ho- ladies and gentlemen ted nugent and then wake me up in an hour when he's done talking because <laughs> <Right. laughs> uncle ted uh, c- completely you know unfiltered uh unpolitically correct uh but you know but obviously it was important for us to talk about music with him so um you know that was great that because yeah, there's forty music, forty years of beautiful love songs like "Yank Me, Crank Me, and Thanks <laughs> Me, tang, tang to get to. You know, you gotta you gotta get into that stuff. So, um, and also from last year, the, the the guy that I dug it was you know having was Mick Mars, man, because he's like you know. He's like the hot, he's like the hot chick you don't get, you know? Yeah. you know. You know, Vin, because he's got three guys in the band who all want to talk, you know. And and Mick's like, I, I I'd love to be do, have been doing interviews this whole time. He goes, but you know, there's a lot of competition in my band, so. That's why it sort of created this mystique about him that he's this, you know, living like this little evil creature, you know, but he's not. He's like one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet.
3: Well, he kind of looks a little evil, like little evil creature, though, you know? <laughs>
5: yeah, no, he definitely does. But but if you talk to him, he's just like a sweetheart guy. So, um, you know, that was cool to have him as opposed to, uh, you know, not that we wouldn't have, want to have Vince or Nicky or Tommy, but, uh, it, you know, nobody talks to Mick. So.
3: Yeah, on stage, Mick is the one that actually still seems to put, put it out like really well.
5: I think he's the only guy, yeah, playing live at this point, 100%. So, uh, absolutely. That That's the other thing I love about Nick. He's going to die with that guitar in his hand. Yeah. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And if, you know, this, this ridiculous spinal disease that he has, which is just so awful, because I, I can't even imagine the amount of pain that he's in on a daily basis. But... You know, if he if he can get onto the stage somehow, whether on his own or with help, he's gonna get there and, and that's probably where he'll take his last breath and I think he'd be pretty happy with that
3: and he'll still remember all the lyrics too you
5: know? right <laughs> exactly no no backing tracks with that kind of tone hard <laughs> right? tone not needed
3: so you guys uh so what do you do you record like a week in advance or a couple weeks in advance before you put these uh, put these out because what you because you've got some good guests that are coming up here this uh this season you got zach of course you got i i've got the first episode taped so i haven't i haven't gone back yeah, to it
5: getty no we do uh t- we tape on a tuesday and it an airs saturday so the shows are uh, pretty fresh, you know, which is good, because when we used to tape in L.A., we'd tape, like, you know, whatever, you know, 12 of them in, like, four days, and then they would air over, mo- you know, a period of months. And so, you know, sometimes we'd be talking about something that happened, you know, you know, a, an entire season ago, yeah. and people were like, we know this already, but, you know, that's, you know, that's how they did it. But, it but now that we're back in New York, it's a lot better, man, because the shows are... Are new, yeah. Yeah, Dave
3: Lombardo would have talked shit about 20 people but th- by the time that aired, you know?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting this season. You know, we're going to have Lombardo on um, coming up, I think, on the third episode. And then probably around our sixth is going to be, you know, Kerry and Tom coming on. So uh, everyone's going to be able to compare notes and see who says what. And uh, it should be interesting.
3: Did you try to get them all together?
5: Uh, again, I, that's out of my hands. I uh, don't know. No. I, 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 hey, after hearing Dave Lombardo on Eddie Trunks podcast, I give him a little plug plug there. But uh, <laughs> now, you know, if, if you're gonna li- if you're not listening to Metal Sucks podcast, there you go. Once you've exhausted every episode in the history of Metal Sucks podcast, I listen to Trunks podcast too. Check out Trunks podcast. But Lombardo is man. I'll tell you, Lombardo, I mean, he's he doesn't even want to talk about Slayer anymore at this point. So. <laughs> You know, it, I think it's gotten to that ugly that ugly point with him. Um, so I don't think there's any chance in hell uh, of getting those guys in the room together.
3: Oh, I know. I feel so bad for him because uh, you know all he wants to do is talk about whatever he's doing right now, and, and everybody just asks him about Slayer.
5: <laughs> yeah, know? and we'll probably do
3: the and, same Dude, thing. I did the same thing. You know, you know what I mean? It's like you, you, you can't. It's the elephant in the room. You can't not talk about it, right?
5: Right, and if we don't, then people again. the you, Why didn't know, you know, ask we, me we know our audience. Our so audience is going to go. Why in the hell going say anything about Slayer? Right. That was in Slayer's whole career. You're not going to bring it up. So we, you know, we'll, we'll give him. Look, we'll pop film. You know, we'll. You know, I've heard some of the stuff. It sounds cool, but it's just very different. Not, you know, it's nothing like Slayer.
3: Yeah, yeah, and 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 everybody wants Slayer 2.0. You know, they, they want something else, and that's that's definitely not it. You know.
5: Yeah. Well, look. I mean, they, those guys. The, you know, the Slayer guys are Gary now, and. um and paul sound real pumped up about uh this new stuff so uh you know i'd love dave to be in the band but if he's not and and the stuff is good i you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend it's not
3: let's see who are you looking forward most to this season as far as uh getting to talk to him i mean other than dave lombardo obviously
5: uh well you know i i mean we've had you know frankie benalli's coming on and we've had him on before but uh just there's been this such a buzz about this um quiet riot documentary uh that uh i'm really anxious to you know talk about it with them man cuz it's it's not a glossed over kind of thing like where they just show you how huge and rich they were you know in the 80s it's it's warts and all man it's it's the you know the state of the band now and those guys driving around in vans and you know going through different singers and you know Frankie's struggle with you know losing Kevin cuz those guys certainly had a a love hate relationship with one another but um, so I'm I'm definitely excited to get down with him, and uh, I'm excited. You know, one of my favorite new bands is coming in, the Pretty Reckless. So I'm excited to get those guys uh, and obviously uh, Taylor down uh, yeah. and and hang with them for a while. I got got a chance to uh, see them and and hang with them at Rockin' the Range last year, and I'm uh, I'm a big fan, and she is definitely the real deal. I,
3: I I I've never wanted to interview them because I'm afraid that I I'm stupid around like pretty people <laughs> you're 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 pretty
5: yeah yeah exactly she, And but she's young so yeah you know, you, you know it's, <laughs> it, it's like 20 so.
3: <laughs> yeah but still
5: i got you man uh, but, you know uh, so yeah i'm excited And robin zander from cheap trick i'm excited um you know i'm a huge cheap trick fan still to this day so uh it'll be good to have robin on
3: all right, right on, man. Well, the uh the show airs on uh, Saturdays. Uh what is it? 9 Eastern and uh season 14 of that metal show is um is in full swing.
5: Yeah, man. I'm excited, man. We're like like I said I could pay my mortgage this year and uh we're delivering more metal and uh <laughs> you know, thanks to guys like you uh and Metal Sucks for supporting us. I uh, really appreciate it and and uh being, you know, being being kind to us uh across the board pretty much because uh i know when you get on the bad side of metal sucks. um it <laughs> can be it can get ugly
3: what are you talking about i,
5: don't, I have no idea <laughs> don't, what you mean don't worry i like it i just don't want to be i still want to be one of those people
3: <laughs> oh come on yeah you got you to do something really stupid uh, say something uh, give me some give me some meat and potatoes we can really uh we can really <laughs> send you off right
5: well, watch watch the show. I mean, I'm definitely <laughs> taking uh, uh taking stands on things, um, you know, cover albums and 95 side bands and stuff like that. So, uh, like what? I, uh, I, like... I tend to think you'll agree with me on most of that stuff. Give me give me an example. I'm just I'm 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 fed up with a thousand side bands. I'm sorry, I just. You know what? It, I'm not, and I'm not doing a Kickstarter. I'm not going to give you a penny to make your album. You just make it and put it out. I mean, you can make a, you can make an album on your computer on your laptop in your bathroom while you're taking a dump. I'm not giving you money for Kickstarter, and and for for the the, the, the ones who have a thousand sidebands, God bless you. Have ten thousand of them, but I'm setting I'm setting personal limits. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to support your main band and i'll pick one other side thing and that's it i'm not acknowledging any other one
3: i can't wait are you gonna, t- are you gonna tell max cavallera that when he comes on the show this
5: season uh, yes i am because <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's in what he's, like he's, 40 he's bands or something like and he's grandfathered in
3: oh okay okay all right
5: yeah bec- because i do like cavallera conspiracy and soulfly and obviously old sepultura and um killer, and be, killed, killer be killed, killed and be pretty cool too man yeah
3: uh, like so, there are exceptions to that rule, right?
5: Yeah, I, I'm 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 literally starting the rule right here on the podcast. <laughs>
3: uh, awesome, man. Well, Dot, it's been great talking to you, man. Appreciate it. Look forward to the rest of the season, man. It's gonna be a, a that metal show season 14.
5: We're back. Thanks, brother.
2: to the Metal Sucks Podcast today.
3: music from Melakesh, that one's called multiple truths the new album enki is so good it's so good i'm, I'm i need a towel because it's so <laughs> fucking good oh my god it really is man if uh, that
0: guy can touch his fretboard like that all the time i think i'm relatively okay with him touching anybody or anything else uh, as, however he I know, wants to. i know what
3: you're doing there yeah yeah <laughs> Let's
0: see how it is. Uh, it, we uh, we
3: uh, basically we had to uh, even though Vince had a, uh, a, a late night uh, posting about uh, Pantera before <laughs> before uh, we had to we had to get him on uh, for the podcast. Uh, we we decided that uh, we wanted to talk to uh, co-founder Vince Neilstein, of course, uh, because there's some big changes that are happening in the industry. And if that happens, you know, we, he's got the finger on the pulse. There could be some really huge things coming down the pipe. It could it be a signal? Could it be a canary in the coal mine for the end of metal? Well, I don't know if it's going that that's going kind of far.
0: Well, quick, quick, quick! Just to recap: so Century Media, there have been rumors for a little while that they are being acquired by one of the major labels. And and uh, Vince here like did this uh, awesome op-ed on all the reasons why it makes sense yeah, and ten all points, the
3: son, yeah, yeah. and all
0: the evidence that points to that's actually going to go down. So so we wanted to get Vince on to, to talk about that. In case you're wondering what we're talking about, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just want to make sure because did it, 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 out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I don't. I'm not really big on like you know. Oh, gee, I feel bad because I miss uh, Century Media. I mean they're going to get acquired and that just creates more space for another label that is sort mm-hmm. of, you know, going to grow into that role and they're newer and they're more uh, uh adventurous and willing to take more chances and and younger and more in touch with what's going on. I think it's a good thing.
4: Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Um, you know, I mean, whatever happens with Century, there are plenty of new labels that are picking up in that space where they left off or, you know, developing young talent and, and creating the next crop of metal bands. I mean, there are so many labels, um, small labels that are putting out great stuff now, and Century Media has kind of been going the more hard rock direction for a while now. Uh, you know, you, you just see it... Um, what's the name of the label? Another Century that they started over the summer. Um, you know, it's like I think sometimes these labels they'll get a taste of what happens like say when a band develops organically into something like that like say like in this moment or uh lacuna coil for century media which are bands that you know they were certainly in more of the mainstream metal realm to begin with but seem to get more that way with time uh you know and like if you're a century media and you see that and you see that those are your best-selling bands ever on the label and you're like hmm maybe we should sign more bands like that um you know when you see i guess how the money comes in when you're doing stuff like that so you know it's not surprising but, to the, me.
3: but the counterintuitive thing to that is is that those bands had time to develop into what they were becoming you know the idea that they started out with a, a core audience and they built on that and then it grew into something else and they were able to kind of graduate into a a rock sound versus starting out that way, I think that they have a built-in audience. So it's almost like, well, wait a minute, they've built this audience to become a bestseller versus
0: being a bestseller right out of the box. But think about it from the industry perspective. Those bands have help that label make all the right kinds of relationships in the industry necessary to break somebody else who can still fit in that same mold.
3: But, see, I think that's just a matter of breaking down the brand, being able to say that Century Media can produce, a, uh, that can bring a band that could be played on radio or that could be uh, more mainstream, that could be, be part of that. Instead of, you know, it just kind of breaks down that we're just a metal label and that's all it is but I, I think it's also that the idea that it's breaking down the old model of the label, like when you haven't been able to make those changes, we've talked about it before, you know, where they haven't been able to adjust to the way that music is being consumed and purchased and uh, by everybody nowadays. So if you can't change your, your, Paleolithic model, you know, of the way that it's uh, that it operates. You have to rely on a Southern lo- uh, Lord. You have to rely on a profound Lord. You've got to rely on a Brutal Panda. You've got to rely on these guys to reshape the way that people consume and buy music and and create a different model out of it. And I don't think that the old labels are able to adjust to that as well as n- new labels create a, di- a completely different structure out of it.
4: Yeah. Well, look, it, it takes t- a lot of time and a lot of money to develop those bands, you know, like yeah. um... <laughs> Lacuna Coil probably aren't a good example because they were pretty popular right out of the gate. But, uh, you know, with most bands, like let's say Baroness, because they're a big band uh, now, you know, they were playing scummy dive. Like I saw Baroness play the back of a Mexican restaurant in Bushwick, you know, like in 2007 yeah. or something or 2008. And, you know, the point being, it's just like it takes time. To develop those bands it takes three albums to get a band from that to where Baroness is now and usually that's the case and like if you're Century you I guess you're looking for shortcuts you know and you you want to just get to that next step or if you're any label really you know I'm not certainly not just Century a lot of labels do this um, but you know the fact is like I don't think that most of the time you can really skip that step you might get lucky like uh, like with Lacuna Coil uh, or any number of other bands that just had the right climate for their music to catch Five at a given time. time. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a whole other can of worms. Well, but I mean, that but, but, I mean
3: but that's that's a mainstream metal act, if you want to call it that. I mean, and that and obviously those guys were in other bands and had that experience before. But it's also something that they put together and it worked right out of the gate. You know, right. and trying to find bands that'll do that is not easy to do. And the the people that were good at it, you know, that's why they got paid the big bucks. That's why Roadrunner was so big for so long was because they had a knack for picking those bands that could go and boom, they're going to sell records like immediately. Uh, versus having to nurture, 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 and they could nurture some, but but they they would grab bands that could that could just go right out of the gate and and. Go for
0: it. Vince, you were saying in your article that you felt like Century Media is selling high if they sell now. Is that because they've they've done a great job with the farm system and now they're seeing the rewards? Or have they sort of lucked out? Or or is it just being in the right place at the right time? What is it that uh, is helping them out here? Or is it only down from here?
4: Well, I think they're, you know, to like uh, go back to the sports analogy because I think it's really uh, it, it really fits, is, you know, they have – basically traded away their young prospects for getting guys who are in their prime right now, you know, like the, the 29, 30-year-old slugger who's got, you know, three or four good years still in him, or, you know, the, the running back who just completed his, like, third, third season and, uh, you know, he's going to get the biggest contract of his career. They're there now. Um, they haven't been paying as much attention to the young up-and-coming bands, but they have, to their credit, developed these bands like uh, In This Moment uh, and, and Lacuna Coil and, and some other bands that are you know, at the peak of their selling ability, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, But if they wait any longer then those bands I think are going to start to fall off and they won't really have anything to replace them so I think for you know for century if you're looking to to sell now is the time
0: it seems like with Nuclear Blast, it seems to be making a big push for their 2015 because they've been signing Slayer and you know these other bands that are sort of legacy bands that you know are going to do really, really the, the usual numbers. <laughs> and then they've got a handful of metal bands with Chick Singers that are going to do what those bands do and uh, nothing much else. That's their sort of game plan. And it, it seemed like while that was all going on, Century Media was just sort of hanging back.
4: Yeah, Uh, well, it's interesting you bring up Nuclear Blast, because you guys talked about them on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, and about how you didn't really think that they were developing a farm system, which is kind of true, Uh, you know, but I I think they've probably been doing a little bit better of a job with Century, Uh, you know, like they, or then Century, excuse me, they signed Suicide Silence uh, who you know aren't, uh, I guess what you would call a young band anymore, but definitely aren't an old band by any means. They signed Fallujah, they signed Nails, so you know at least they're they're thinking about that in some regard. Uh, and Century Media signing bands too, it just doesn't seem like that's really a concern uh, or a priority for them, at least as far as the more extreme stuff goes.
0: Do you think that those are short-term contracts for those new signings, or do you think that they, they're some of those bands are getting locked in now for a ride that they didn't expect?
4: I don't see why any label would sign any band for a short-term contract. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure those are at least five albums. Those deals.
0: Oh, uh, so some of some of these bands that have just signed on with uh, Century Media, they're kind of doomed then.
4: Uh probably, like unless it's some kind of other thing where you know it's like a licensing deal, but I don't think really like monuments or or tribulation or in that like don't have enough leverage to demand that kind of deal, yeah, no, but no. you know,
3: you never know i mean you get you get pulled up into into a Sony music or a Warner or some something like that, you never know you might be able to get better distribution, might be able to get something more out of it in the end depending yeah, on but, i mean looking at the bright side maybe <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but you know
0: think about it you're calling up somebody in atlantic and trying to explain to them what you're doing you know when they're <laughs> trying to figure out how they're going to get the
3: you hey, know man, the,
0: the latest smooth jazz album no, nothing and more at roadrunner
3: is going to change man don't worry it's all going to be the same it's all don't know we're not no, we are not going to yeah it's gonna be great okay oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all know well the that.
4: thing is is like yeah they'll say that um and they'll they'll mean it like they they'll believe what they're saying you know they're not blowing mm-hmm. smoke up your ass it's just that it never works out that way yeah
3: exactly and uh, cuz it cuz whenever there's a takeover of any kind it's just like it seems to boil out
0: everything and there's not much left and have you seen a difference in how century media is pushing stuff to metal sucks you know are they uh you know, I don't know if they're there are advertisers or not advertising, you know, has that evolved or changed or the number of press releases you're getting, number the the contacts you've always had over the years. How has that changed over time?
4: Um, it hasn't changed that much. Uh the label's definitely smaller in the US. There's less staff there. It doesn't really affect what we do though, I don't think. Um I mean I guess I could probably say with confidence that their ad budgets have gone down, but so is everybody's. That's not unique yeah. to Century.
0: I thought it was funny when you said something in the article about how many people are working for Century Media. I don't remember what the number was, but I remember going, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people. You think <laughs> I mean, I thinking that many or yeah. that few? Yeah. No, I thought that was, I mean, like, does it really take that many people to re-release an old Demolition Hammer CD? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, they have a big uh, presence in Germany, obviously. Yeah. Where the company is founded and based, uh, but I mean, you know, fifteen twenty people is not a lot. You know, I mean, you've got um, in that, you know, you got probably a couple of like product manager A and R guys. You got a couple publicists. You got your salespeople, uh, and you got your executive level people, and then you have, you know, your admin and assistant level people you know and and that's it really
3: yeah there's a there there's not much not much to, i mean the, the, well and two you know that you see that with uh when they start when they start letting the promo staff go and things like that because that was the the thing that triggered a lot of people's oh shit with uh with roadrunner was when they saw the promo staff just get dissolved you know in europe first and then uh the united states second and and that was the the signal that it's the dance is almost over
0: you know yeah and it's we haven't seen a lot of that with century yet do we have any sense as to how hands-on robert camp has been over the last bit you know last few years
4: um he's i think fairly hands-on uh he's definitely uh, very involved in the operations of the label um he is I think he's he's always been sort of more of the creative guy and Oliver who passed away last year was more of the business guy like he was the dude who was sort of the business development guy who just got deals done and you know pushed the label in whatever direction that he felt they had to go uh, and I think that certainly plays into what's going on now because for the past year Oliver hasn't been around I think that stuff falls back to Robert uh, you know or, or his other staff and you know I'm, I'm just totally conjecture here uh but i don't know that robert really wants to deal with that stuff so much as be kind of more the the creative uh direction behind the label mm.
0: Mm. this could be like the best possible outcome for robert you know you know to, to be able to hopefully take some sort of payday and back out and yeah buy himself a little island retire. somewhere. yeah and good to go
4: yeah uh, I mean he certainly stands to to make a lot of money from this I think if it's uh if it goes through
3: yeah well, and if he doesn't wait for another two years
0: and everything else to sort of <laughs> just liquidate itself yeah I mean it could have been worse it could he could have gotten an exit plan like Oliver got.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: too soon uh, Too
3: soon? soon? are we talking about desecrating people's graves come on man uh, I'll tell you what dude well I do th- I do think your final paragraph though is true though there's it's not it's not like the, oh this is the death knell for metal nah I think that's you know you, you don't uh, think everything, that, everything's gonna be fine you don't
0: think. think that like you know Metal Blade and some of these others start looking at this deal and go hmm and that the other majors whoever picks up Century Media doesn't go hmm, we better start thinking about something similar
3: well, I think it, if anything, it goes okay. Well, let's see who we can pick off their roster. You know, <laughs> they go okay. Let's start picking and pulling, and and uh-huh. it, tr- it starts to trim yeah. down the metal, the groups of metal labels into something else. Just like we saw a lot of the Roadrunner bands move over to Nuclear Blast to follow Money or whatever. Right. So it. it it kind of makes it so there the the team will dissolve and those players will go somewhere else. Yeah. And right. and it's going to get picked up. And I think it's part of the new model. I mean because we, we you know every musician we talk to or uh, you know label guy we talk to it's it's about having to try to figure out what this new model is. You know, you can't spend a hundred thousand dollars on a B-level band to go out on a tour in small clubs in the United States anymore. It's so much more got to be more DIY than that. And the little labels are much more limble, uh nimble as far as uh, being able to, uh, to to figure out what that structure looks like uh, monetarily, you know, like they can, they, they, if well, we got a little money, okay, all right, go tour on the East coast, boom, you know, <laughs> it can be done a lot faster and easier uh, for the smaller labels, or at least it seems that way. And I think we're going to get a, a little bit more, a little bit more love, but a little bit less push from some of these. It's going to have a lot of the stuff's going to happen, have to happen a little more organically than it used to.
4: Yeah, I think you're you're totally right on about that, and um, I think you know some of the labels we're talking about have been great at that for years and years, like Metal Blade and Relapse and Prosthetic and and plenty of other and Nuclear Blast and you know and Century Media too. Um, but you know if Century wants to go the more hard rock direction. Um, then the the major label support could certainly help them out with that uh you know as far as just getting their bands on the radio and playing that whole game you know and and the big money licensing syncs and and all that stuff uh it's just a lot harder for a small staff at a small label to get that kind of stuff done yeah
0: i think somebody at a majors just like me they're like we got to do whatever we got to do to get that monuments band cuz they're going to be huge <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
3: Those, um, demoli- those Demolition Hammer re-releases are going to be big, man.
4: <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Um, to answer your other question, though, I mean, I don't really think that any of those other labels would look to be acquired by a major. It's it's possible. Um, but I think they're kind of happy just in their own ecosystem doing their thing. And from a major's perspective, if the rumors are true that Sony is the one that's going to end up with Century, then there won't be any existing majors that don't have a metal arm. Uh, Because, you know, Sony doesn't really have, they have Lamb of God and they have Judas Priest, and, you know, and that's pretty much it. So for them, to add Century would be a great place for them to kind of just funnel all their rock stuff, Uh, kind of like how Atlantic's doing it with Roadrunner. So, you know, Warner, Atlantic, they have Roadrunner, and Universal's got Spinefarm, and I think... Uh, some other labels too perhaps uh but you know sony doesn't really have that so i think it'll uh it makes a lot of sense for them to be the one that ends up with Century.
3: or does it wind up be uh, i mean is there is there an opening for your metal majors to become bigger than they are now is because uh, the, the other thing i was tossing around in my head was that so you've got nuclear blast you've got metal blade the, which i would say are are Arguably the the biggest uh, metal labels that are out there, Relapse kind of right right there, Prosthetic sort of right there, but do you start to see a conglomerate? Or start to see it conglomerate into Ooh. a big metal system where Nuclear Blast pulls in Century Media and grabs them, or Metal Blade pulls in Century Media and that's their European arm. Or you start to see metal labels start to group together and and do that thing mm. instead of going to a major major label. Or is there not enough money in that in in the system for the metal labels to be able to acquire something of that size?
4: That's interesting. Um, I mean, I think there's probably not not enough money, uh, but I think there's also just ego. You know, like if uh-huh. you're if you're like Brian Slagel, why do you want to you know? expand your you know like you're very happy with the empire that you've created money and you know and why do you want to money yeah okay
3: i mean i mean like Uh the the argument would be is that okay do you see an opportunity for if, if they've got the tentacles over in europe that are that are a lot deeper than metal blade does even though metal blade obviously is a worldwide label but a century is such an embedded european label it would be who you to do it because then you could get your metal blade artists deeper into the system in Europe and vice versa. You could do it for the ones that are European, bring them over here. So you're or, saying
0: that the major should buy the catalog and the contracts and then the staff remain in place and the staff get acquired by metal blade. Um, well, I'm just saying, I'm just speculating, you know, obviously just throwing it That's out there. An interesting but,
3: idea. But Let's I mean, get sligal on. But I mean, the idea would be, uh, I mean, if, if there's an opportunity to make money there and whether or not that, that label has any potential, Potential to still make any money, you know, it, it would be worthwhile for the middle guys to ego aside. If there can be if there can be some decent cash made out of it, then you know why not go for it.
4: Well, there actually have been some examples of stuff like that. Uh, like, for example, Metal Blade was handling the catalog for Rise Above yeah, for, uh, right. for a while in the U.S. Uh, Century Media and Nuclear Blast were paired up. They were in the same offices for many years, mm-hmm. uh, right up until very recently. Um, and that was definitely an effort. <laughs> what, if Oliver was the
0: only one with the key? <laughs>
4: uh well you 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 jest but i mean i think uh the the end of that deal definitely had something i think had something to do with that uh but that was i think an example of nuclear blast who had less of a presence in the u.s trying to take advantage of century media's uh more robust presence here Mm. um but you know nuclear blast u.s is i think a bit more developed now yeah and they didn't they didn't uh i guess they just didn't need it anymore Mm.
3: yeah yeah I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities, but I think it's probably all. Uh, it's all going to be good for metal in general. I think you know because you want to say that less players is going to be less opportunity, but I think it just makes the whole thing a little bit leaner and and more practical than than it has been in the past twenty years. You know, it's a, because there's just been uh, this. Uh, a whole different dream. We've talked about it, about if you're doing it to make money, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons kind of thing, (laughs) you
4: know? Exactly. Um, And uh, I think this, this just ties into what we talk about all the time about the music industry at large. Um, There's just less money to go around these days but that doesn't mean great music isn't gonna keep coming out yeah totally. you know i mean we get the internet is amazing we get phenomenal demos every day it's amazing there will always be great music
3: i don't know you get good bands like nuclear hellfrost and boom
4: yeah <laughs> explosions
3: you just gotta do you know a couple of publicity stunts and life is good
4: Oh, that that poor kid. Oh god, what an idiot. Uh, I know
3: I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you in some respects and it's like uh, on the other um, I've got my pitchfork. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well dude, it's been great talking to you man. We uh t- totally love talking to industry cuz you know, it's it, it's all it's the backbone of what what
0: all of us do and what we all listen to. So it's just the music will come and go, but the industry finds a way to stick around uh, somehow.
4: S- somehow, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all those it's all those Jews running the media. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
3: Thank you Vince. We appreciate you uh, talking about uh, the post and I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll reconvene on this later to find out what, what really will happen with Century Media. Hmm, who knows. And thank you to John Jameson for being our guest this week, uh, as well as um, thank you to Nuclear Hellfrost for causing a
0: wonderful controversy for us to talk about. Thank goodness. Oh, oh you, know. I, you know, what? he's my winner of the week. Oh. I'm going to call him the winner of Is the week. Is he the winner of the week? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a great title. I, th- I thought it was going to be the Black Veil Bride's guy. It was. It almost was. It almost
3: was. It really was. But, but this this guy snuck in right
0: under the wire he did. on Saturday. He you did. know. Oh good for you it's a it's a good week when you outdo the singer of black belt yeah, right yeah, trying to fight
3: with somebody in the pit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fight with a drunk guy who's a fan of memphis may fire <laughs> <laughs> that's, wow that's whoa
0: that's got all the elements of I a know, really like, great segment like everything about it. it's so awesome
3: <laughs> and now we just gotta it's we're, it's totally lost yeah yep. uh oh well he yeah. won he somehow won that maybe he put that band up to it uh, maybe that, maybe that's how he won. Conspiracy. It's a, a total conspiracy theory, man. Uh, but uh, make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes. If you uh, enjoy this podcast, leave us a couple of stars and tell us that we suck. Uh, and uh, a couple that, that way you a can couple. I want all five. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm good with three. Average is fine with me. No, I'm okay with being average. I, it's, it's my penis
0: is that way, so my life might as well be that way. I well, do see that. I guess that explains why I'm trying to overcompensate. That. <laughs> <laughs> you need five stars to make yourself feel better. That's right.
3: uh, Good times. <laughs> but you can also find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Bearded Ape on Twitter. I, I am at Godless Speaks. And uh, feel free to communicate with us that way. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. and they and they got to get on No Control Radio. Uh, yeah, if
3: you want to check out my 24 uh, hour metal stream, if you go to NoControlRadio.com, That's you can right. check that out. I'm also at No Control Radio on Twitter boxes. As well, Friday nights you play all the new that's, stuff. That's when I'm live, man. Taking it goes, requests it goes insane, bro. So yeah, if you uh, want to check out, that's that's me not talking shit about metal. That's me just playing metal. Yeah, uh, which is which is the other side of what uh, what I do. It's a crappy radio job, but what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah. you love it. I do love it actually. It's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> well, let's wrap this thing up. And uh, next week, I have no idea who we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. do. I don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I don't dude like I said I don't want to jinx it. He's don't he's it. he's Mustaine me 3 times so I don't yeah. want I don't wanna like you know he's he's almost got the title of Mustaine for how many <laughs> times he's Mustaine me so we'll we'll, we'll get there. But uh, thank you again for uh, enjoying the Metal Sucks podcast.